Guys, guess what? I messed up again. But this time I'm not gonna tell you why I messed up. I'll let you figure it out. Again, I'm human. Please forgive me. One thing I forgot to say throughout these shows that I've been doing, if you guys have questions like fan questions, please email me at punchedinthemouth at gmail.com. Wait, no, no, no. Punchedinthemouthofficial at gmail.com. If you guys have fan questions, please, serious emails only. Don't be sending me dumb things because I just won't answer and I'll probably block your email. So if you want to send me an email, please be serious. Have the same respect for me as you would like for me to have for you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Again, I found one mistake. There's probably more, but I found one, but I'm not going to tell you what it is this time. Enjoy the show, episode 4, Ortega vs. Zombie this weekend. Lomachenko vs. Lopez this weekend. I can't wait. What's up, everybody? We got Ortega versus Zombie. We're talking about that. The card, Trukagian versus Andraj. I want to talk about Kraus versus... I just had the dude's name. He has a really cool name. Where'd it go? Claudio Enrique de Silva. That's going to be a good fight. Bro, good fight card on Saturday. Let's start off with the main event. Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombies. Chang Sung Jung. This fight was crazy because it was supposed to happen last year in December. But Brian, he got hurt. And this is crazy because after the Ortega fight, he fired all his team besides Henner Gracie. Like, Henner Gracie is the only one left from his old team, but sadly, Henner's not going to be able to be in his corner because he tested positive for COVID-19. So I'm wondering if Brian's going to take out a page out of Jorge's book because remember when Jorge fought Kamar Usman, Matt Brown couldn't be in his corner, so his manager Abe was in his corner with a cell phone in his hand, relaying all of Matt's information to Jorge. So I wonder if Brian's going to take the same approach. I want to see what it's going to look like for Brian because he went to TJ Dillashaw's team. I don't know if they have a, na- a specific name. I want to say they do, and I can't remember it, or if they if it's just a cool team because they have Cub Swanson there, Juan Archuleta, TJ, and now Brian Ortega. Those are some room full of killers. So I want to see what Brian has implemented in his game to go along with his devastating jiu-jitsu. For the Korean Zombie just needs to be zombie because that dude's crazy he'll go for twisters i don't think he's gonna care about brian ortega's black belt credentials i want to see what happens if that fight goes to the ground i would presume the advantages goes to ortega but you never know with zombie i would give the striking advantage to zombie but 
we did see what Brian Ortega did to Frankie Edgar a couple years ago, so don't think Brian Ortega can't knock him out. So it'll be a crazy fight. All in all, I think Brian Ortega is going to win the fight in three rounds, and Dana White has said the winner of this fight is the next one to Alex Volkanovsky's throne. Which I think either fight is good because, like, in either way, whoever wins does have a good chance of beating Volkanovski. And that's best case scenario for Max because Max has, even though a lot of people, including myself, thought Max won the second fight. And a lot of people are mad that Volkanovski is just dismissing a third fight. I do understand his point. He's like, I beat him 2-0. What's the point of me fighting him a third time? I get it. It does make sense. But if one of these guys, let's say, whoever wins can go in there and beat Volkanovski, Max is right in the hunt with one more big win. I honestly think they're going to give him Magomed Sharipov the beat. I think Max won the fighting the beat some point in 2021. The winner of this is going to fight Volkanovski at some point in 2021. If Max could get past the beat and one of these two beat Volkanovski... That's an easy sell for summer of 2021. Like, they both should fight on the same card. Like, Zabit and Max, let's say they fight in March. If they fight on the pay-per-view that month, it should be under the featherweight fight between Volkanovski and the winner of this fight. That way, they both have a similar timetable. That's only if, like, it only works if one of these guys beats Volkanovski. If that doesn't happen, like, Max is kind of in limbo and he has to, like, clean out the division, in my opinion, to get the next title fight. This is going to be a good fight. You shouldn't miss it. And next featherweight contenders coming out of this one. Again, I think it's going to be Brian. I think Brian's jiu-jitsu is going to be too much. I think that he'll be able to make it pretty even on the feet that maybe Chan Sung Jung is going to go for a takedown and then Brian will just transition into some type of submission hold or Brian might jump guard and just choke him out with the guillotine or like mid-change grip rear naked choke like he did against Cub. I got Brian within three. I don't know about you guys, but I like Brian chances in this fight. A lot of bad blood too, but Brian has come out and said that it's not with the Korean zombie he has bad blood with. It's with that K-pop star. I forgot his name. Jay Park. His name is Jay Park. He slapped the guy. He slapped at the Romero fight, and Korean zombie got mad because supposedly they said Brian waited for him to go to the restroom, and then he went up to him and smacked him. So there's bad blood in that case, but other than that. It's just going to be a good fight. What's crazy is after this fight card, Lomachenko and Lopez is going to fight. I want to see that. I like Lomachenko in that fight. I haven't really seen too much of Lopez, but I don't know. I just think Lomachenko's on a different level compared to all these other guys. That dancing his dad made him do made a real difference in his boxing style. So we'll see. Okay, moving on. Caitlin Trukagan versus Jessica Andrade. So Jessica Andrade lost to Rose now, you know, so she's moving up to flyweight. Like, if she wins this fight, because Caitlyn is ranked number one, but she already lost to Valentina, 
So if she wins this match, she's right in the mix. I like Jessica's chances, but I think Caitlyn is going to be too technical for her because Jessica's style is go forward, go forward, make it a brawl, make it a brawl, and catch them. But I think Caitlyn is too smart for that, and she'll, and she'll move out of the way, be technical with her footwork, throw the jab out there. From what I've seen from Caitlyn, she's one of the best in the division, just that Valentina's just way far ahead of everybody else in the division, much like Amanda is with the Bantamweights and the Featherweights, let's be honest, are non-existent in the UFC. I'm telling you, probably the only person to probably be able to beat Amanda at this point are either Holly Holm or Chris Cyborg, and she's already beat both of them, so that just shows you how far ahead Amanda is. I like Caitlyn in this fight with Jessica. She's She'll use her footwork to sort of stop Jessica in her tracks, I, I feel, and probably use a lot of leg kicks to stop her forward pressure, much like fighters do against Nick and Nate, because Nick and Nate like to use a lot of forward pressure, and they stop them with the leg kicks. So we'll see what happens there. I think Caitlyn wins by unanimous decision. Another fight I want to talk about is James Cross versus Claudio Enrique de Silva. It's a crazy fight. De Silva, he has one loss, but it's similar to the John Jones thing. Where, like, it wasn't really a loss. He got DQ'd. Yes, it's a loss in the fact that he did something illegal, so it, it counts as a loss. But, I mean, not a loss that he was getting beat. But James Krause is a straight-up thug, bro. A straight-up thug. Like, that guy don't care. He'll probably go to the ground and try to submit this guy, even though he has a black belt. It's a crazy fight. I want to see this fight. And then the last fight of this fight card I want to talk about is Mark Strigel. Strigel, I think that's how you say it. Versus Sel Mago... Mago... Said Nurmagomedov. I had to say because him and Khabib have the same name. So I had to say Khabib's name to feel comfortable saying it. Said Nurmagomedov. He has no relation to Khabib. I guess the last name Nurmagomedov is very common, like Rodriguez and Ramirez is here. So I looked it up because I thought they were distant cousins or something, but they have no relation. They just share the same last name. This Mark guy, he's fighting a dude with the Nurmagomedov name. Again, no relation to Khabib. But that in itself, seeing that name, is scary, bro. Because all I think about is Dagestan and wrestling. And we've seen what all these guys have done. Including Hamza Chimaev, like that dude's from Chechnya. And like, a lot of people say he hasn't been tested. I'm talking to you, Eddie. You're still not invited on the train. But, like, all those guys from Chechnya, Dagestan, those guys are some, some, those Russian area fighters, those guys are some killers, bro. I want to see this one, said Nurmagomedov, I was going to say Nurmagomedov, Repop, Nurmagomedov. Again, no relation to Khabib. Cool. That's it for this fight card. So I got Ortega, Trukagin. I didn't really do a pick. I just want to see what this Claudio Enrique de Silva guy can do against James Krause, the thug. And I got said Nurmagomedov. Jan versus Sterling. I talked about it a little bit the last episode. Dude, finally this fight happens. 
finally, bro. Like, I cannot believe it took them this long to announce it. It should have been announced right after he choked out Corey Sanhagen. Like, I don't know why it took them forever. I guess they were waiting to see what happened with Marlon. But since Corey stopped him, I guess that put the nail in the coffin that it was Sterling's time. So, finally, December 12th, Jan versus Sterling. Can't wait, the Siberian gangster. We get to see him one more time before 2020 is over. Bro, 2020 has been a shitty year. Sorry. There's been some positive things to come out of it, but like Fight Island, but 2020, all in all, I hope 2021 is better. I'll leave it at that. But what a, what a way to end the year. We get Nunez versus Anderson, and then we get Jan versus Sterling. Two great title fights. Cannot wait. I'll be watching that one. I think Jan's going to win that one. I think he's better on the feet. And if they go to the ground, I think he'll be able to outclass Sterling or just keep it off the ground. Even though I believe Aljamain Sterling is a black belt under Matt Serra, who is a black belt under Henzo Gracie, who trains with, whose student is John Donaher. If you guys have never heard of John Donaher and the Donaher Death Squad, I, I advise you to look them up, his students are the best in no-gi jiu-jitsu. His student, Gordon Ryan, is considered number one of all time in many rankings across the jiu-jitsu world. So look it up. So Sterling, he rolls with some killers, bro. Okay, now moving into 2021, we're going to talk about Conor McGregor. So this all starts, um, I want to say, about three weeks ago. Conor leaked some DMs he had with Dana. Before the pandemic hit, because remember back when the year started, Conor was talking about his season, his 2020 season, that he wanted to fight three times within the calendar year. He fought once against Cerrone, and then he was trying to fight again, I want to say around May. He was trying to fight Diego Sanchez for some reason. I don't understand that. I would have much rather seen him fight... um, no, he was supposed to fight Justin Gaethje in July. I'm sorry. And then he leaked some DMs that he was going to fight Diego. He wanted to fight Diego Sanchez for whatever reason. But then COVID hit. And then I believe, like, a lot of people are saying that they don't think it's the gate. But I truly believe it's the gate. Because they're losing out on a lot of money. Because when Connor fights, the ringside seats are, like, two grand. Which is nuts, bro. So I do believe it's the live gate and the merchandise that they sell. Even though people say the merchandise, they could still sell it. So I believe the problem with Connor is there's no live gate. And Connor, like, he got frustrated. So he put the UFC on blast and this, this and that. And saying, because a lot of people were saying that Connor, what happened to your season? Why aren't you fighting? And then he turns around and says, it's not me, it's the UFC. They don't want me to fight. He leaks the DMs. And then he takes it a step further and he offers Dustin a charity MMA fight in Dublin that Connor would donate $500,000 to his foundation, the Good Fight Foundation. And Dustin goes, oh wait, let me backtrack, let me backtrack. So Dustin was originally supposed to fight Tony in the co-main event of Habib versus Gaethje. And the plan was, my uncle originally told me this and then I heard it from Ariel, so at first, no offense, I didn't believe it, but the plan was that if Justin got hurt, Tony would step in 
And if Habib got hurt, Justin would step in. The reason for that being is that they've been trying to book Tony versus Habib for like six years. It's never come to fruition. And Justin and Dustin have fought in the past, and Dustin beat him up. So the and then Justin is coming off the win over Tony. So the plan would have been for if Habib would have got hurt, Justin would have fought Gaethje, I guess, for the interim belt, and then. Whoever won that would end up fighting Habib at a later date. Or if Justin would have got hurt, Tony would have fought Habib, which is crazy to me. But anyway, so they couldn't come to terms with Justin financially. He wasn't happy, so he says, I'm out. Then they signed Michael Chandler. For those of you who don't know who Michael Chandler is, do me a favor. Go to YouTube and watch his first fight with Eddie Alvarez. If you've never seen a Michael Chandler fight, I just want you to watch that one. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. If you've never seen a Michael Chandler fight, and I want you to keep in mind, this was like two years into his MMA career, because this was still when Bellator was in that weird tournament format that you would have to go through a tournament to get a title shot, which they fixed that since then. But I'm telling you, if you've never seen Michael Chandler fight, Look for that on YouTube. Eddie Alvarez versus Michael Chandler, the first fight. I saw that fight when it went down live. I'm like, dude, this fight is nuts. It was back and forth, bro. It's a great fight. Again, I digress. So they signed Chandler. So they couldn't come to terms with Dustin, and then Tony being the guy, type of guy he is, he's like, no, I'm going to back Dustin. I'm not going to take another fight. So they couldn't make that fight. They're saying Tony didn't want another fight. Okay. So then Chandler comes in. They offered Tony Chandler, and like I said, he says, I don't want to fight anybody else but Dustin. He goes, okay. And then they go to Dustin offering Chandler because they still had in mind that Tony and Dustin were going to be the backups in case anything happened to Habib or Gaethje. And then since they couldn't come to terms with either of them, they said, all right, we'll just bring in Chandler. And he'll be the backup in case something happens between those two. So as of right now, it's said that if Habib or Justin, for whatever reason, can't fight in two weeks, Michael Chandler will make his debut. Like, he's he's going, he's either going or he's in Abu Dhabi right now, cutting weight, ready to make weight. Nuts, bro, nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Oh. So, after that, the whole Conor mess happens. He leaks the DMs, which is upset Dana, which is cool. A lot of people upset Dana. It's not cool, but you know what I mean? It's it's not that big of a deal because they'll get over it because Conor makes him a lot of money. But anyway, so he offers Dustin the, the charity MMA fight. It happens. I mean, not it happens. Dustin says, yes, the UFC catch win of this. And they go, okay, if you guys are going to fight, just fight for us. And they offered him, they offered Connor January 23rd, 2021. And he goes, he goes, I'll fight Dustin, but I want to fight him in 2020. 
And because Cody got hurt, like I explained in the last episode, because Cody got hurt, he's like, put me on that card. But what I learned recently, and I didn't know this, that if there's champions, they get pay-per-view points. And I guess the UFC doesn't like to share the revenue with the champions when Conor fights. That's why they try to have Conor on his own card. I didn't know this, so if anybody else knew this, good on you. I didn't. So he goes, like, put me on one of these cards, because, like, they also recently lost Gilbert and Usman, but then Dana White goes, nah, bro, it's either January 23rd or nothing. So then Connor came out recently and says, like, okay, I'll fight January 23rd as long as it's in Cowboys Stadium against Dustin Poirier. And then I, I went and looked, because... With football season, I've noticed that some stadiums do let fans in. So I went and looked, and apparently Dallas is one of those places that will let the fans in. So I looked up the capacity of Cowboy Stadium officially is 80,000. I've also read that they've let up to 100,000 people in there, but officially the capacity is 80,000. So at 25%, you still get 20,000 people in the place. So... Imagine the the ticket sales for 20,000 seats. You'll make pretty good business with the Conor McGregor fight. So we'll see if that happens. Again, January 23rd is the date for Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. The location is to be determined, but he wants it to happen at Cowboy Stadium. And Conor, for whatever reason, has a way to bend reality to his will. So I wouldn't be surprised if it does end up happening in Cowboy Stadium. But yeah, that's the latest on that. I'll try and keep you guys updated as much as I can. If you follow me on Twitter at PITM underscore official and Instagram at PITM official. I punched in the mouth official, sorry. Punched in the mouth official for Instagram. PITM underscore official for Twitter. Rafael Dos Anjos is out. He's out due to COVID, testing positive for COVID. I feel bad for Islam because Islam's a killer. And I just explained that Michael Chandler is going to Abu Dhabi to be the backup fighter for Habib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje. But I, so I'm like, they could just put Chandler in that fight. But then I thought about it. He wants to fight a top five guy. They say he goes in there and fights Islam because make no mistake about it, Islam is a killer, bro. That dude could probably take out anybody in the top 10. Nobody's just signed on the dotted line to fight that guy because that dude is a murderer. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that dude could take out Tony Ferguson. That dude might even take out Justin Gage. He could take out Dustin Poirier. He'll take out Conor McGregor. Like, so I think Chandler's line of thinking is I could go in there and this guy's a beast. He can absolutely murk me. And then I've lost all my leverage. So if he's going to go in there and risk it, I think he wants to risk it against a bigger name. I feel bad for Islam because Islam's the future champ. Habib himself has even said it. Once Habib leaves, Islam will take over. So I do believe that it's out of respect. Like, we should see this as a respect thing for Islam because... I was camp I was campaigning for Islam to fight Chandler, but then I thought about it through Chandler's eyes. Chandler wants a top five guy. He has a lot of leverage because he's the new guy coming from Bellator trying to test the waters in the UFC. And Islam, even though it's not bad, he's number eleven, so it's not gonna look good on Chandler if he gets absolutely murked by number eleven. I'm not saying it would happen, but it's a possibility because Islam is an animal. 
So as a result, they tried to get Tony to fight Islam. Ali Abdelaziz offered him like 200k or something like that. And then Dana White comes out and says, "No, nah, bro, that's not happening." So Islam isn't fighting at all. Islam's off the card. So, bro, I went from being First of all, I'm still super excited for this fight, but I went from being like ecstatic for this fight card because Islam was gonna fight Dos Años. And then another one that took a hit was Cynthia Calvillo and Lauren Murphy. She took another hit because Cynthia tested positive for COVID. So Lauren Murphy's gonna fight a newcomer. Liliana, what's her last name? Hold on. Liliana Shikarovia. This is gonna be her debut, I believe. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it's gonna be crazy. So it went from Cynthia Calvillo versus Lauren Murphy to Liliana Shikarovia versus Lauren Murphy, and it went from Islam Makhachev to Rafael Dos Anjos to those guys just being off the card. Like, dude, I was so excited. I was super excited. But I guess it wasn't meant to be, bro. What else we got? What else? So I talked about Rafael. I talked about Cynthia. Cyborg retains her belt. Like, at this point, bro, I don't see anybody besides Amanda Nunez. Like, I don't see anybody in Bellator beating, beating Cyborg. Like, if she stays in Bellator, she's going to go undefeated. Simple as that. Like, the only other chick I see her fighting right now in Bellator with the name is Kat Zingano. I love Kat. I'm telling you, the only competition out there, unless, unless she leaves PFL and goes to Bellator, there's only two chicks I could see giving Cyborg a run for her money is Kayla Harrison, the two-time judo Olympic gold medalist, but she fights at lightweight. But I'm pretty sure she'll try to make it down to featherweight to fight Cyborg. Or Amanda Nunes. Which brings me to my next point. I don't understand why Dana White doesn't do a cross promotion with Bellator. I don't know if it's that feat. Because there is that perception that if you're not in the UFC, you ain't shit. Like, it's sad, but it's the truth. Like, a lot of people subscribe to that idea. I'm not one of them, but a lot of people do. And I don't know if Dana doesn't want to do that because he likes for people to think that way. And if he does a cross-promotion and his guys get beat down by those guys, people are going to have to reassess what they thought. Or it could be because Pride screwed Dana over and he didn't. He doesn't want that to happen again. What I'm talking about is many, many years ago when Chuck Liddell was on top, they brought in Anderson Silva and said that they were going to do a cross-promotion between not Anderson Vanderlei, who was the champion of Pride at the time, and Chuck, they were both on top of the world. And right at the last minute, Pride pulled the rug out from under him. And I guess he doesn't want to give Scott Coker the same opportunity to do that, although I truly believe Scott wouldn't do that to him. They should be they should make a contract saying if we do this fight, you cannot pull out at the last second unless the fighter's hurt and with proven medical documentation or something crazy like that. I don't know, bro, because I think the fight to make for Cyborg is Amanda Nunes. Like, if Amanda Nunes can beat Megan Anderson and then 
she goes down and defends her, her Bantamweight belt at least one more time. And then goes, okay, Dana, I want to fight Cyborg again. Let's do a cross-promotion with Bellator. I mean, think about it, bro. You could do... I'm thinking about current champions. You could do Douglas Lima versus Kamar Usman. Good fight. Volkanovski versus Patricio Pitbull. Good fight. Habib versus Pitbull. Good fight. Juan Archuleta versus... Peter Yan, good fight. Um, you could do Valentina Shevchenko and the Pineapple Princess, Alimale McFarlane. Like, there's good fights out there. I don't know why, like, because they brought up this question of Dana White. He just negates the question, like, who would I put them up against? Like, who? Like, that guy, Nadim Nemkov versus Jan Blakovich. That's a good fight. Ryan Bader versus Stipe, even though I think Stipe, that's not a guy. I think Stipe would destroy him. Honestly, sorry, Bader. I love you, but I honestly think Stipe would destroy him. There's good fights out there, man. Like, I want to see that Hamdi- Nadim Nankov guy. I keep calling him Hamdim, but I think his name's Nam- Nadim Nankov. The guy that just beat Bader. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Hamza Chimaev and Darren Till social media war. Like, dude, these guys are funny as hell. Like, one dude's from England and the other dude's from Chechen. Like, Hamza always says, I I smash everybody. Like, that dude really just wants to fight anybody and everybody. And Darren Till, like, he has the same type of attitude that Hamza said that he DM'd Darren and told him, he's like, dude, I'm in Abu Dhabi, come here. Come, I'm waiting for you. But then Darren replied, well, I have to fight Jack Hermanson because he is slated to fight Jack Hermanson on December 8th. But what made me laugh was, he goes, Hamza goes, I will take him down and smash him. It won't even be close. And then Darren tweeted out, he's like, mate, you're right. It won't even be close. I will have you on your knees. And then Hamza comes back with a picture of Darren getting knocked out by Jorge Masvidal saying, you mean like this? So, like, dude, that fight's brewing. I'm pretty sure if Darren wins against Jack, he's going to throw a ball out of left field and say he wants to fight Hamza. Like, he's not even going to go after a top five guy. He'll be be like, Hamza, let's go. That'll be a good fight, 2021. It'd be cool if it's going to happen in 2021, if they could have fans back. To do it in London. I don't even know if Darren would want to do it in London. Because last time he fought in London, he got separated from his senses. But that's all I got for you guys. So, Cyborg still the queen at 145 in Bellator. I got Brian Ortega. I didn't give a prediction on Peter Young or Sterling. That fight's a little too far away still. Uh, we talked about Conor McGregor and how he's going to fight Dustin Poirier January 23rd, allegedly. There's still no official word on that, the location to be determined. He wants it to happen at Cowboy Stadium. Potentially 20,000 fans could be in attendance. Cynthia Calvillo is out due to COVID. Rafael Dos Anjos is out due to COVID. We talked about cross-promotion. We talked about Islam not fighting at all, poor Islam. He could have fought Chandler, but Chandler had other plans. Dana didn't let Ali pay Tony an extra 100K or something like that. 
and Hamza and Darren are funny on social media and having a social media war. All right, guys, stay safe. I'll see you guys next week. We'll look ahead at the Habib Gaethje fight card, the Cannoneer, Whitaker fight. 